What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the DFS Dose Podcast, your fix of daily fantasy sports information, strategy, and analysis. I'm your host, Ben Hover, and as always, I'm joined by the two Jays, Joey Carrion and Jared Marcus. Gentlemen, this week seven main slate on DraftKings is shaping up to be an interesting week. We've got no Christian McCaffrey, the fantasy GOAT. We've got no Chiefs offense. Saquon Barkley is returning healthy. And we have seemingly good plays at every position that are all relatively tight and salary. So it's going to be an interesting week, I think, with a lot of different lineup constructions that people will look to. Um, you know, we will go, as always, position by position, talk a couple of 1% GP play, uh, GPP plays and give our best bets of the week throughout this show. But before we get into any of that, Joey, do you want to uh, tell the people how they can support the podcast? You can support the podcast by obviously subscribing to us. If you're listening to this on iTunes or YouTube or Spotify, just hit that subscribe button. It's the best way to support us. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at the DFS Dose. That's where we post most of our content. And then as always, you can join our Slack channel, which is in our pinned tweet on Twitter. Absolutely. Do you guys have any uh, general slate overview type things that you want to get out there to the public? Um, I guess what I'm going to say is uh, I'm not going to play some bad plays this week. Not like last week. Yeah, if you think wow. someone's a bum like Malcolm Brown, don't play him. Yeah. Yes, that is that's a good point. I did for no reason. Oh, we all did, we and all did. we all, uh, yeah. Yeah, so. you know what's interesting too is is I was anticipating Malcolm Brown being like something like seventy five, eighty percent owned in, in <coughs> cash games. He ended he ended up being only like fifty. 51, 52, 53 in some of the double ups, which is really interesting. I think if we had known that, that it was more of like a 50 50 shot, we might have been a little bit less likely to just jump on that chalk. I mean, the way that, you know, the week shaped up with Chase Edmonds becoming unavailable and Gurley, uh, you know, being ruled out so early in the week, I was really expecting him to be like one of the highest owned plays we've seen all year, and that ended up not being the case at all. Yeah, I thought it was going to be stupid chalk, and that's the only reason I played him, and I knew he's a bum. And I still yeah, I, played him for no reason at all. I think people just um, realized that he was overall a bad play. And for those people that you know may not put in as much time as we do, um, they're not looking at the potential repercussions of fading him. But, I mean, it worked out in their favor. Um, maybe it was a good process. Maybe... They just got, you know, the good side of variance. But all in all, I think it was a bad play. And, um, yeah, just a just a bad play against the Niners, who are legit on defense, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> but uh, eyes forward, looking to the future. Let's figure out what the good plays are for this Week 7 slate. Starting off with quarterback, um, what is standing out to you guys? Maybe we can start off with Josh Allen, one of the most talked about players on this podcast dating back to last year. We've loved Josh Allen and uh, wait, at wait, least wait. two of us yeah. have. I was going to say, don't don't include me in this week. Hey, hey, uh, listen, I mean, I think the last time we checked in on this, you were hopping on the train, if I'm not mistaken. You are, for fan- for board, fantasy, buddy. yes. You were on the money well, train. I was on the fantasy the train. train. You're not <coughs> lying. You're not lying. Joey, are you still on the train is, I think, what the people want to know. <laughs> For this week, potentially. For any other oh, week, no. 
Well, what if I told you that the Buffalo Bills are the highest implied team total on the slate with 29 points? How would you feel about that? I would say you're smoking some something good. <laughs> well, I'm not, sir, because that is factual, and they are the highest implied team total on the slate with 29 points. Josh Allen, 6,500, has yet to really uh, put up that ceiling game uh, that we know he's capable of from last year, but he's entering probably the best spot on the board at home after a bye, welcoming a uh, you know just blatantly tanking Miami Dolphins team. Um, so what do we think about Allen? Is he, is he the number one cash game play, or are we looking elsewhere? Um, he's my favorite. He's my favorite quarterback, but I might have to just the way these salaries are working out and the players that I'm looking to play, I might have to fade him. But tournaments, I'm all in. Uh, cash, I might have to just save 300, 200 and go to golf for Matt Ryan, unfortunately, because I really want to play Josh Allen. How about you, Joey? Yeah, I mean, I don't mind Josh Allen, <clears throat> especially in tournaments, obviously. It's good leverage getting off Matt Ryan, who's projected to be one of the highest-owned quarterbacks on the slate. But <clears throat> just going back to Cash, um, I, I think it's uh, you know wrong to fade this Rams-Falcons game, which should be really high-scoring. And I think that's where most people will go. Um, I think the ownership will be more towards Matt Ryan, but I do also love Goff as well. Um, the Falcons' defense is just so bad. They don't pressure the quarterback at all. Um, secondary is really bad. They're giving up the most uh, fantasy points per game to wide receivers so far in the 2019 season, so I do love Jared Goff and some of the pieces that the Rams have on offense, although their offensive line is uh, really bad. So. Fair enough. I mean, that could be a problem when you play a team like the 49ers, as we saw last week. I don't think that it'll be much of yeah. an issue with the Falcons' inability to get pressure. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Like you said, this game is going to be the one that everybody's targeting. Opened, in, uh, opened up with a 53.5 point total. It's been bet up a full point. We're at 54.5 right now. I would not be surprised to see this hit 55 by the end of the week. Um, no concern from either of you about Jared Goff putting up a career uh, low game last year. Or, I'm sorry, last week. No, because I even said how I didn't want to attack this Rams defense and that I attacked it with two players. I mean, the, the 49ers defense. This 49ers defense is legit, and I'm not worried about what any team does against them. I'm not going to put that performance on what they're going to do in the future or the next week. Mm -hmm. Um, that 49ers defense is legit. Like that's scary. Like I wouldn't even I wouldn't play anybody against them at this point. Right now they're locking up everybody. They made this Rams team look horrible. They did. Uh, they definitely did. So, are you guys leaning Ryan or Goff here? Because for me, it would be Ryan. I mean, especially in cash where we value consistency. I mean, you know, Goff is up and down even beyond, uh, you know, last week. And, you know, he has more favorable home splits. Um, so, he's, he's going to be on the road. It shouldn't be an issue in the dome. But even still, I mean, Matt Ryan has been the pure definition of consistency. He hasn't had a game under 300 passing yards, which we know – is a huge boost, especially on DraftKings. I mean, you look at his game log, touchdowns, uh, four, three, zero. And in his, his zero game, he still put up 19 points. Makes my whole build better. 
And that's what I'm going to stick with. Yeah, I mean, I'd be more inclined to play golf, but honestly, personally, I think it'd be just about a 50-50 split. Um, I think their outcomes will be very, very similar in this uh, game. So the $100 uh, difference between the two isn't, you know, that much to me. That's fair. Um, Now, I definitely want to focus on the Ravens and Seahawks game personally. I think this is going to be one of the better games of the slate, currently at 49 uh, points projected by Vegas for this game. And, I mean, these are the number one and number two (coughs) fantasy quarterbacks on the year facing off uh, in this matchup. I mean, you look at Lamar Jackson, he's setting fantasy, I mean, not even fantasy records, NFL records for his production in terms of, you know, rushing and receiving. His floor-ceiling combo is, you know, it's just undeniable. And then you look at Russell Wilson, who's had 28 points or more in four out of the last five games, just being, you know, putting up a dominant season himself. I, I This is a game that I want to target for sure. I mean, I don't mind targeting <coughs> uh, that game for GPPs, but it's not in cash consideration for me. Obviously, I think it's a good game to stack. You know, for a large field tournament, as some of the ownership might be more condensed into you know the Giants game or the Falcons game, like we just talked about. Um, but I think just with the value that we have at quarterback this week, I don't think there's a need to pay up to Russ or Lamar. But they are really good plays. All right. Uh, any paydown options that you guys are are contemplating? Maybe a little uh, Ryan Tannehill action, forty eight hundred. Um, no, thank you. <laughs> I like Minshew, fifty four hundred against the Bengals. Yep. Um, I think that'd be the only person that I would consider as a paydown option. I mean, if you want to get real frisky, you could just you know play Ryan Fitzpatrick and just hope for the the nuts. It's going to be a no for me, dog. You want to know the <laughs> ultimate GPP play? Sure. Same quarterback in the Minshew game. Mm. Andy Dalton. Uh, no, thank you, yeah. sir. No, thank you. <laughs> watch. Watch when he tops 25 points. <clears throat> um, okay, I will... Keep my eyes peeled for that. The the other two options, or I guess not two options, three options. I want to say I like Jacoby Brissett for tournaments at fifty six hundred. I think that he you know pairs really well with uh, you know T Y Hilton, obviously, who we'll talk about at wide receiver is one of the most popular plays this week. Um, that's just a little GPP pay down. And then, you know, I think a lot of people are also going to focus on Kyler Murray and or Daniel Jones in a game that projects to probably be one of the fastest paced, most snaps, et cetera, on the week and has a 50 point, uh, 50 and a half point uh, game total as of now. So I think that those will be some popular options. Either of those three stand out to you. I mean, <clears throat> I like both Kyler and Daniel Jones. For tournaments especially, um, Kyler's 6700 though, which is kind of pricey for him. But obviously you get that um, passing and the rushing floor combo with him. So I think he's just a good play uh, basically on pretty much any slate. Um, but Daniel Jones, 6100 getting his weapons back. He may even get Sterling Shepard back. Um, I think that would be a spot to target is Daniel Jones against the, the Cardinals. In a pace-up game. I'm good on Daniel Jones. I'd rather play Kyler. 
Yeah, yeah. I, the pricing is the concern because there's, like we said, there's so many of these high ceiling guys from you know 6,200 at Goff all the way up to 6,800 at Lamar. It's just like I don't know if those guys are yeah. the priority players but, for me. Um, and the Cardinals are getting uh, Patrick Peterson back this week too. Um, should improve their defense a little bit, but they're still bottom five um, in passing yards allowed. They've given up 16 touchdown passing touchdowns on the year, no interceptions yet. Um, just all around bad against quarterbacks are the Cardinals. Second worst in the NFL. Yeah, um, for sure. And let's transition right over here to running back, and we can stick in the same game. Saquon Barkley is the highest-priced player uh, on the slate, 8,900. He is returning, practiced in full Wednesday, practiced in full Thursday, said, quote, there is no doubt in his mind that he can handle the full workload this week. Um, so what do you guys think about Barkley? Is he a priority play? Is he part of a tier for you with some of these other top guys? Uh, how are we going to be attacking Barkley? Um, I mean, yeah, go ahead. I think he's below Fournette and Delvin Cook for me, honestly. I'm not, I'm not trying my best to uh, jam him in. I'm actually not playing him no matter what, honestly, if I'm being honest. Um, in cash or period? Oh, in, in in cash. I'll play him in GPP. I don't really care. Um, Joey? Yeah. I mean, if I had to rank him in my tier, he's definitely the first tier. With Del- him and Delvin would be my tier one. Um, I'm playing Barkley personally. Just because I, like, I want to think about it. Like, If we substitute Saquon for like say this said Christian McCaffrey instead, we'd be locking him in. Saquon is essentially the same player that Christian McCaffrey is, probably even better, you know, in my opinion. Um, he's still he's gonna get twenty five touches, eighty nine hundred against the Cardinals. Um, just a great game environment. Um, not scared about him coming off a high ankle injury. If he's ready, he's gonna be out there. He's gonna play. Um, he's gonna play ninety plus percent of snaps, especially with Wayne Gallman still hurt. Um, you know he's projected to be back, but he's not a factor. Uh, Saquon, my number one running back play for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, and you know in a real life NFL sense, the Giants aren't viewing themselves right now as being out of the playoff race. I mean, how they win this game, they're probably going to be tied with the Eagles for second in that division following the Eagles loss uh, on Sunday night. But um, that's, that's, that's another story. You know, for me, I don't really consider Barkley and Dalvin Cook in the same tier. I think Barkley's definitely a tier ahead of him. I mean, Dalvin Cook, smash play, no doubt about it. I, but I, mean, I agree talking about a home. He's a home favorite in a game that's, you know, over-under is set six points higher than, a, you know, Dalvin Cook on the road. It's a better matchup. There's going to be a ton. There's going to be probably like 20 more plays in this game. Like, let's be honest, you know, that Lions-Vikings game is going to be one of the slowest-paced games. You know, Alexander Madison had 14 touches last week. I mean, granted, they were ahead, so, you know, that's a result. But even still, you know, it's within the realm of possibility that Cook gets sniped at the goal line by Madison. That's not really, you know, a factor with Saquon Barkley. The receiving work is much safer with Barkley. I think Barkley is the clear-cut number one running back on this slate, no doubt about it. Yeah, I I agree, because, you know, Barkley, he's going to get – his 18 to 22, 23 attempts on the ground. <clears throat> and I would honestly project him to see around five to eight targets. I mean, in his three games, in the game that he got hurt in against the Bucks, where he played, what, one half, he had five targets and eight carries. Um, and I just think that 
he is the best player on the board. So I agree with you. I'm going to have to respectfully disagree with that. Do you want to make the argument for Dalvin? Well, I mean, for, I think Fortnite and Dalvin are out of him. For being honest here. I mean, that's interesting. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're both play, like great plays. Like, I love all these guys. But, yeah. I mean, why, why, why would Dalvin Cook in a much slower, you know, paced game on the road be as good of a play as Barkley? Well. Less receiving work. I mean, they're gonna, they're gonna, touches. they're gonna be. The, first of all, I think Minnesota beats Detroit, so let's lay that out. Let's just lay that out, okay? Ooh, so yikes. they're, so they're gonna be ahead, and they're gonna be running the ball. I don't think, I don't think that Kirk Cousins is gonna be able to throw the ball this game. Honestly, Detroit has a good, a good pass defense, and I think Cook is just gonna eat, eat between the tackles, and he's gonna get a whole bunch of dump offs like he's been getting. And the Lions are, what was that stat you were down? Third in receiving yards allowed to running backs. Cook has 18 touches in every game this year. Saquon's coming off an injury. They could limit him a little bit, which I don't want my running backs being limited at all. Well, let's just put it out there that he's not going to be limited. He could be. He won't. How do you you know that? Are you his coach? I'm not his coach, but... If he's practicing in full, he's going to go out there and he's not going to be limited. Yeah, he, I, w- I would say that he, to say he's limited is pretty like pretty much just speculation since you yeah, know, the that's team why and I said himself are be saying he's going to I didn't be say full. he was limited. He could be li- Is he going to be more limited than Cook will by Alexander Madison in terms of like snaps and sh- sharing? Madison like, only got all those touches last week because they smoked the Eagles. That's not going to be an every single week thing, and we all know that. He's been getting touches, but it's not going to be every week thing. It's not and enough to affect Cook. Um, yeah. I, I think I Cook and Fournette outscore Barkley. Well, let's talk about Fournette a little bit because, you know, besides uh, Christian McCaffrey, Fournette has had the best, uh, you know, workload pretty much of any player, I would say, you know, this year. He's got 20-plus touches in four straight games, six or more targets in five out of six games this season. And only one touchdown, which, you know, to me says with that kind of workload, uh, we could expect a little bit of positive touchdown regression to hit Fournette anytime now. I mean, he is not priced up expensive enough. I don't understand how a guy like Aaron Jones, for example, who's basically in a 50-50 split, is priced ahead of Fournette. Kamara, like none of these guys should be priced higher than Fournette for the workload he's getting. I mean, granted, you know, Jacksonville is not some like high-powered offense, but still, I mean, the workload is there and the Bengals have allowed over 30 rushing attempts per game uh, to opposing running backs. So, I mean, yeah, Fournette to me is a, is a pure smash. The best probably point per dollar play out of any of these guys. I think he scores multiple touchdowns this game. It, it seems like he's, you know, quote unquote, due for that, you know. Yeah, I think I think he scores two touchdowns this game. I think the Jaguars smoke the Bengals. Um, and he should be the highest scoring running back on the slate. Wasn't it just last week that Jared said he'd never play Leonard Fournette ever? Yeah, and then this is gonna be the it second was. the second week in a row I'm playing him. The second week in a row he plays do, on. <laughs> do times change? Nah, but indeed they do. Fournette, yeah, he's probably like you said, he's probably the best point per dollar play on the board. Um, just absolute smash spot for him. Um, yeah, that's pretty, pretty much it. 
Just, just target running backs against the Bengals, no matter if they're on the road or at home. Anybody else that you guys want to talk to uh, talk about? Um, you know, Chris Carson and Marlon Mack, I think, are both going to have some popularity in cash yeah. games. Do you have a preference between the two of them? Two guys I mean, with, you know, great great workloads but less receiving floor? Carson. Yeah. Yeah, Carson's Carson. Had like 20, he's been averaging like 27 touches the last three games. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you're getting that. you're getting a volume, you know, monster at running back for 6500 just too cheap and he still gets, you know, some catches. Um, you know, not as much as guys like Cook or Barkley or McCaffrey, but if you get two, three, four catches out of Carson plus his 24, 25 rushing attempts and all the goal line work, um, just just too cheap, just a clear misprice uh, for Chris Carson. That's why he's probably going to be chalk. Good chalk. Yeah, um, yeah he's, he's definitely a good play. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, we've only got three running back spots, so we got to, you know, not play everybody here. Um, you know, I think Marlon Mack as well is – you know, in consideration, 6K, cheapest guy we've talked about yet at running back. And the Texans are allowing over 140 combined uh, yards to running backs per game. He's coming off of a 32-touch game, uh, an emotional win, followed by a bye. And now he gets to come home and face the Texans. So, I mean, Marlon Mack to me, you know, he's the centerpiece of this offense. Uh, used to be Andrew Luck, but, you know, with Jacoby Brissett, who is, you know, playing well, they are still going to be trying to take as much off his plate as possible and just feed Marlon Mack in any type of game-neutral situation. That being said, you know, Mack does have two games under 10 points, and I think that, you know, if they get down, which is entirely possible against a, you know, offense like the Texans, that uh, Mack could get abandoned. Yeah, with Mac, with Mac, you just kind of need him to either hit the hundred yard bonus or score a touchdown or multiple touchdowns. That's why it's just hard to play him. But six K is a very uh, favorable price for him, um, in a in a good matchup too. Absolutely. So, I mean, is there anybody else for cash consideration for you guys, or are we just gonna move on to some GPP targets real quick? Um, I mean, cash. If you want to pay down a little bit, I like on Johnson fifty one hundred. Tough matchup, but you know volume is king. Um, mm-hmm. Don't mind him. Also, Josh Jacobs is five thousand on the road in Green Bay. Um, yeah, I like that. I mean, I look at him in the same way I look at Marlon Mack, though. Yeah. Where like he's gonna be the center of this offense, but if they get down early, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's over. A, ba- a very bad situation for him. And yeah, that's it's over. that's more likely than Marlon Mack because the Raiders suck. But. That is true. I mean, they did just beat the Bears. I mean, they do suck, but, you know. Yeah, but Oakland going into Green Bay is different than playing at home against Houston. Yeah, 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 yeah. No doubt about it. I'd rather take the home running back. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's I mean, it's the 1K difference that even makes it a conversation. But, um... Let's talk about some GPP targets. You know, for me, like, right where we were just saying, like, I would play Josh Jacobs in a GPP. I would not uh, go there in cash. Do you guys like either of the Bills running backs? Devin Singletary will be back this week. Actually priced higher than Frank Gore despite missing a couple of games. He's at 5,400. Gore at 5,200. We've got two home running backs here in the highest uh, implied team total on the slate. I'd rather play Singletary. Yeah, Singletary. Yeah, for GPPs, he has a higher upside, but it's just hard to play either of them because they're going to split the carries in the backfield no matter if they're up 
or down in that mm-hmm. game. So I mean, I don't I don't hate it, but I don't think there's a need to go there. Especially like you said, when you got guys like Josh Jacobs, uh, Marlon Mack, um, right above and below both of them. Um, I guess my favorite GPP play personally would be David Johnson at the top. Um, the Giants are just really bad on defense, and uh, David Johnson gets consistent pass game usage. Um, obviously, he hasn't gone over 20 rush attempts in a game. That's just not the Cardinals' offense. But he can get him is like that that clingy girlfriend that just won't go away, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. like oh, my goodness. I also get don't mind Aaron man. Jones. One of them is going to snap. One of them will go off. Yeah, be, it'll be interesting to see, you know, uh, what kind of usage Williams gets. I mean, if, if this becomes, like, a consistent thing, I think he'll be priced quite a bit higher than where he is right now, which is, a, you know, a good time to get in on yeah. something like that early. Yo, um, imagine Malcolm Brown being 5,700. Yeah, I don't know. There's a couple things I think DraftKings messed up with this week's salary, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, I also like Devontae Freeman. I said that last week and I didn't play him. Yeah. And I like him again. So, play him. Yeah, I mean, he's been increasingly consistent, 18 or more points in three straight. And right in that same price range, I want to say I really like Tevin Coleman. I think that we're seeing a uh, definitive changing of him becoming the primary back in San Francisco. I mean, if you look at since he came back healthy in week five, uh, 16 uh, touches in week five, 20 touches in week six, and he has outtouched Breda by a massive amount in the red zone 10 10 red zone uh attempts in you know compared to matt Breida's two and he's played two less games so i mean you look at tevin coleman he's basically becoming the sole uh you know red zone back for a team that should be dominating the redskins this week he's only 5600 he'll be very low owned and you look at raheem Mostart, his been you know diminished down to a complete non-factor only played seven snaps last week i mean if we see this backfield become a strictly two-back situation it's going to be completely different than it than it's been in the past where guys like jeff wilson and most are, are you know um consistent parts of that offense i like i like coleman he his upside he showed his upside last year and the year before with uh um atlanta i like him how much is he 50 56 Oh, it's not bad. I'd probably rather play Freeman, but I do like him. I like him as a pivot. You could pay down from like Chris Carson. Yeah, good. Uh, good game. You know, if you're gonna like maybe stack, uh, you know, 49ers running back plus uh their defense, I think that that's a a way to go. But are you guys good to move on the wide receiver here? You're. Alrighty then. Wide receiver is ugly to me. Ugliest position on this slate. There's not much that I really want to look to. Couple guys in the mid range, but I'm not seeing a ton of value. I'm not seeing a ton of you know guys that I really want to pay up for. Maybe a little bit, but uh, what are we thinking in terms of cash games for wide receiver this week? Cooper Cup. I'm going right back to him. He's the same price. He has a nut matchup. I'm going right back to him. And he's going to pay me back for getting me four point. What was it last week? Four point eight. Getting five point seven. Five point seven. Yeah. Oh wait, no, they priced him up. Lit. Yeah. Give me that. Seventy four hundred. Lock him in. Start your cash game there after you lock in four nut, and figure out the rest. There you go. That's how you win this week. Just play cop. He's, go- now- he's going for thirty. 
I love Cup this week. Totally not afraid to go back to him. He's a smash play, but I mean, the restriction is the salary. You know, if we're playing three of these high, high-priced, you know, running backs, I mean, unless we're just going to totally punt at some of our other positions, which I don't really love this week. I mean, maybe um, if some some things open up. But I mean, 7,400, I think, is really hard to get to at wide receiver this week, unless you're making some sacrifices. What do you think, Joey? Yeah, I agree uh, with you. Um, the salaries are just uh, very, very uh, interesting this week because, like you said, if you want to pay up for three running backs, which personally I do, I want to get my 65, 70, 75 touches out of my three workhorse running backs. Um, I don't think I'm going to have the salary to get to cup, and you can't get there unless you punt, like you said, and I don't think that is the way to go this week. But he is in a very, very good matchup. Um, Cup has 69 targets on the year. Uh, just absolutely, absolutely been one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. And not to mention the Falcons don't have Desmond Trufant. So they're going to start Kendall Sheffield and Isaiah Oliver. Um, they don't have Keanu Neal either. Uh, Cup should just eat over the middle. Um, Atlanta has given up the third most receptions in the slot since 2018. Just an absolute smash play for Cup. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, let's talk about this, you know, this 6K range, because I think that there's like four to five guys, you know, between 6K and 5,500 that, that people are going to look to in cash. You know, John Brown, T.Y. Hilton, uh, DJ Chark, Kenny Galladay, Robert Woods. I mean, you know, are these guys in cash consideration for you? And if so, where 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 are we leaning? You forgot the best play on the slate. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> you just say Tyler Boyd. Home. <laughs> <laughs> I'll snuff Joey. <laughs> Swear to God. Yo, Tyler Boyd, fifty six hundred, man. Surprised that's, you didn't say him. That's honestly never, never like again. honestly, that's such a discount from what he is. <clears throat> Irrelevant. So I don't even. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even mind it. I like I I honestly like him more than John Brown. Who was it? Would you say John Brown? I like him more than John Brown. Oh, interesting. I love John Brown this week. I think he's like one of my favorite plays. But um, yeah, I mean John Brown, like you know, he's the clear cut wide receiver one for the Bills. He's got a pretty comparable floor to Cole Beasley, but the ceiling is just way way higher. Um, you know, if there was a bigger gap in their pricing, I would be more inclined to go down to Beasley for cash. But I just think the 800 difference, you know, between them is worth paying up for, for sure. And, you know, people might be shaky on playing John Brown. You know, you hear Xavier and Howard for the Dolphins. You think like that's a lockdown, you know, player, but he's allowed 14 out of 18 receptions thrown his way to be completed. That's a 78% completion rate, allowed two touchdowns. Miami is allowing the most yards per attempt in the league right now. And, you know, all of that lines up to me to make John Brown uh, one of the best plays on the board, especially when you consider Josh Allen got priced up massively from where he's usually at in terms of his salary. And John Brown is uh, pretty consistently in the same range. They didn't really price him up at all for the matchup. So I'm all over John Brown this week. Yeah, I mean, John Brown is just clear-cut, one of the best plays at wide receiver on the board. Um, looks like the groin injury injury isn't that serious. So he should be uh, full systems go for this uh, beautiful matchup against the Dolphins at home. Uh, 5500 is just too cheap for him 
this week. Who else do you guys like uh, in this range? Robert Woods. I love all these uh, Rams receivers. Mm-hmm. Except Cook is my Cooks is my least favorite, but I love Robert Woods. He he's like I think he's top fifteen in targets or something like that. I want to say he was top five last week. I know probably getting four might have hurt that, but he's still yeah he's got to be up there. Yeah. Um. This fal like we've been saying this Falcons defense is horrible, and Rob Woods has only had one game or well. Two games over 10 points. And I think this is one of the weeks where he re-breaks out. He's had a couple down games under 10 points. The Falcons have been getting torched by anybody that's running a route out there. And I don't mind. Even if you want to fade Cup for Rob Woods, I mean, go ahead. Save the salary and pay up for one of those running backs. Um, I think Rob, or Rob Woods is a smash play. I'd play Hilton over him, but I'd play him over. I'm I I personally would play him over John Brown, and Tyler Boyd. I mean nobody else likes Tyler Boyd, but I do. But I'll play him over Tyler Boyd. Um, I'd play him over Chark. It's just my opinion. I'm, fair I enough. Know you, fair enough. Joey, what about you? What do you think about these guys? You know, Woods, Hilton, Chark, even Galladay. Um. I think my favorite plays definitely are Hilton and Galladay for cash. I like Woods a lot, GPP, obviously, for all the reasons that has have been said. But Hilton, um, I think he's just too cheap. Um, his role, obviously, got hurt a little bit with Luck retiring. But he's still seeing good targets. Um, Brissett is good enough to get Hilton off the ball. And I think Hilton has massive upside against the Texans, and it, you know, it, it's it's uh, it's it's uh, I don't know the right word, but like Hilton has lit up the Texans. I don't know how much no, stock no, no, we no, put no, into no, no, that, no, 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 no. but let's be real, he has absolutely lit up the Texans every time that he's played them. Joey, you 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 just you messed up because literally the first thing I was I was about to say is. You're a complete clown if you bring up T.Y. Hilton's, you know, splits versus the Texans, dude. Uh, it could be they're like, what's the word for something that's less than a irre- like irrelevant? Because that's what it is when you're bringing up a player's stats, you know, playing with Andrew Luck over the span of a career versus Brissett. Like it just doesn't matter to me whatsoever. You know, these T.Y. Hilton dominating the Texans splits, and you're gonna hear every tout in the industry. You know, you shoot those stats off this week. I let, let's not be one of those podcasts. Wow. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I mean, I'm still playing him, but I really don't give a fuck. Um, I pl- I'm playing him, too. I think he's a great play, but oh, I just don't lit. think that that is a All reason right, to do let's so. Let's move on. Let's <laughs> talk about how he's catching 83% of his targets from Brissett I mean, touchdowns on the when year. you have you know, coach, That's actionable. When you have coaches that have been there since, you know, 2014-ish, you got some of the same cornerbacks that have been there. For a while now, Jonathan Joseph has been there for you know eight years now. Um, I think I think there's some stock in it, but he's been there for eight years. Not much. 2011. Damn. Mhm. Yeah. Crazy, right? That is um, nuts. But it is uh, noteworthy that T.Y. Hilton did go off against the Texans two years ago 
with Brissetten when Luck missed. I think wow. I should have mentioned Now you're that. talking my language. Wow, my look language. at that. But, I like that. Look at that. But uh, Kenny Galladay is only 100 less as well. Um, he's just way too cheap. Perceived tough matchup against the Vikings. And you're getting a 9-8 to eight target floor out of Ga- Kenny Galladay with, you know, probably 13-14 to 14 target upside. Um, I think he's a great play in cash. Yeah, definitely. 33% of the team's air yards for Detroit. And uh, like you said, perceived matchup. You hear, you know, about roads. Roads are closed. Well, guess what, bud? The roads are open because he's allowing 85% of uh, completions thrown his way this year. So I, I like that. And uh, one guy that we kind of mentioned but didn't really talk about in depth is DJ Chark, who, um, you know, had a boom week two weeks ago and then unsurprisingly got locked down by Lattimore last week, as we all said on the show that he would be. Um you know, there's some interesting, you know, things when you look at, you know, DVP, which I don't put too much stock into, but I mean, you have to look at it and, you know, the Bengals have allowed uh, no wide receiver to go over 90 yards versus them. I would not be surprised to see Chark be the first and hit a hundred yards, but I mean, they have been decent against wide receivers, mostly just because uh, teams are so able to run against them, but uh, they will be without Drake Kirkpatrick and William Jackson this week. So, you know, DJ Chark sets up to be a, a smash play at 6K and DD Westbrook has missed Wednesday and Thursday practice. I think that Chark is set up to be pretty chalky, honestly, if we get news that Westbrook is out. Yeah, and with the Bengals, you have to look at who they face. They played a, a Buffalo team who doesn't chuck the ball like that. Lamar ran for 4,000 yards against them last week. Seattle runs the ball a ton. Um, who else did they play? Our Cardinals, who don't have a deep threat on their roster. And Kyler spreads the ball out a solid amount. Um, yeah. Pittsburgh is a, was a Jalen Samuels, James, Con- James Conner game. And then San Fran, Jimmy G dotted them up. So... I don't really lean that much into that. But then again, the Jags don't throw the ball that much. All they do is inside run with Fournette, inside run with Fournette, dump it off to Fournette. Slant route to DD, do a post to Chark, slant route, blah, blah, all this stupid shit. Fournette's going to end up with like 40 touches, so I'm not really going to play these Jags receivers, honestly. I'm, I'm good with fading Chark. I like Chark for a GP, GPP yeah. Minshew stack, but that's about it. That's what it. I was going to say. Yeah, GPP, GPP, go ahead. Not playing. In cash, oh. it's kind of silly. You guys got any value plays at wide receiver? I mean, I think everyone's waiting on the Packers news. Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. We've got, what is it? We've got Adams, MVS, Allison, all questionable. Allison's going to be out. Um, highly questionable. Allison's got a concussion. He's not playing. Okay. Um, now, I was under the impression early in the week that Adams was going to play, but it seems to be trending in the wrong way as of Thursday. He's got a concussion. I'm all three sure. of them all three of them didn't practice today on Thursday. On Thursday. Yeah, on he's Thursday. got a concussion and a chest injury, so they'll probably sit him out. And then MVS, well, his ankle, knee. I think MVS will play. I'm still not really sure about Adams. I think they give him another uh, another week for that, for that toe. I think... Yeah, I think all three of them are going to be out, and then it's uh, Allen Lazard time. Three K min price. Let's get it. Yeah, I mean he got five targets in like the mid third quarter to the end of the game. Rogers uh, trusted him to throw that dot for a touchdown. 
Um, he was Rogers' number one target when he was in the game, after everybody else went down. So if everybody else is out, he's going to be Rogers' number one target again. Yeah, for sure. Especially when some of his other options uh, include Darius Shepard, Jake Kumro, Jimmy Graham, um, etc. So yeah, uh, this, Lazard. This boy Darius Shepard can't catch the ball. Yeah, so I honestly thought he might get cut. I think if they had more healthy receivers, they would. Oh, he's he was, going he god awful. He's going to be completely that completely one. different. I think. Are there any I think other he'd be good chalk, wide receivers? Honestly, okay, that's fair. I mean, he'll definitely be chalk. So that's that's no doubt in my mind there. But uh, any other value wide receivers you guys have interest in? Um, I did like Slayton until I saw everybody was playing for um, mm-hmm. New York, so cross that off. I like Duke Williams if John Brown somehow misses. For the Bills. Oh, I don't think he's going to miss, so that's kind of irrelevant. Um, There's not really many value plays, honestly. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Near the 4K range. Um, I think everybody's just going to pay up to this. Four eight four seven to six k range for wide receivers, um, and you got some pay down options elsewhere. I got two guys. I'll shout out real quick. Uh, number one, Auden Tate. I mean, it hurts like my soul to think about playing a Bengals wide receiver in cash for the second straight week after you know Tyler Boyd like torpedoed my life last week. But I mean, still Auden Tate. You know, undeniably has been very productive. I mean, if you look at what his current salary is right now, he would have at least 2x that in four straight weeks. Over the last four weeks, he's tied in the, uh, you know, within the NFL for the second most red zone targets, averaging two per game. He's got high scoring upside. Um, You know, the the Jags are going to be without Ramsey now, having to figure that out on the fly. At 4,500, I think that Auden Tate offers a decent floor ceiling combo. And the other one that I wanted to shout out, uh, Debo Samuel is injured and might miss this week. I think that that would open up Dante Pettis Don't ever as a say play. That name has, no. Hey, listen, listen, no. dude. He's, his, his snap rate has increased three straight weeks. He was tackled twice inside the five last week. If he had gotten that touchdown, he would have been pussy. priced up. Hey, he's, he's going to be in, in squarely in consideration. I mean, we've played bad wide receivers against Washington all year, and he might be uh, starting. So Yeah, I'm good. I, I would consider it. Yeah, good luck. Um, there's one guy that I like actually, and it's Adam Humphreys at 3,400. I like that. He's little Tannehill slot receiver action. Yeah, six six targets the last um two games, six targets in each game. Um, he's not getting many yards because he's literally just a, like a quick slant type guy, but he's catching almost all of his targets, so they're high value targets. Um. If you can get seven points out of 3.5 and that'll help you get to Barkley or Delvin or help you play one of them with Fournette or get to Cup, I'm all for it. Uh, all right, that's fair. Uh, Anything else here? Especially especially if Lazard, like if Lazard's not the move. Like, I'd play Humphreys. 3,400? 3,400 for six targets? GG's in the chat. Um, I don't think I don't think I would know, but still, I, I mean, I, I get the reasoning. There's really no other cash wide receivers for me, but uh, one GPP target, uh, Kelvin Ridley. 
at home against the Rams. Uh, Rams have actually been getting diced up by slot receivers. We saw Chris Godwin eat them up a couple weeks ago. Uh, like we said, uh, the Jags don't have Ramsey anymore. They traded him to the Rams, and Ramsey is going to shadow Julio. So, I mean, if you're a, a non-believer of Ramsey, then I would say play Julio, but I think the uh, clear leverage play off Julio Chalk is Kelvin Ridley, who is projected to be somewhere around 5 to 6% um, in large field tournaments, and that's probably my favorite GPP play on the board, especially if you're running a Ramsack. That's a clear uh, player to run it back with. Yeah, and especially if you go 100% Matt Ryan, even though he's going to be chalk, like that's still fine because he's been he's going to throw for 300 yards. Um, just get get your ownership with um, Ridley over Julio, like you said. It's been a while since a Calvin Ridley blow up game. It's coming. It's gonna. It's this week. It's coming. He's I'm been. He's been, he's been building it up, and I've been waiting for it. And <laughs> it's it's. I, I feel that especially if Ramsey is following, um, Julio. That means they're not gonna play zone, and Ridley can't get open versus zone. So they're gonna be playing man, and it's gonna be touchdown city. Yeah, it's coming this I week. I like it. Fifty three hundred's a good price too. Yeah, give me that. Yeah, and you could pivot off if you don't believe in Ty. You could pivot off him. Um, you could you could do a lot. You could do a lot. You could play. You could pivot off Julio with Cup and then play Ridley with the extra salary. There you go. Yeah, it's it's. I like it. It's, it's coming this week. Don't don't you worry. And. And I like uh, for GPPs as well. Um, you know, Russell Wilson's going to be one of my favorite plays. I think you could stack him with Lockett for sure. Uh, for all the reasons that I liked Tyler Boyd last week, you know, they apply to Lockett again, you know, getting, uh, you know, who the Ravens are facing in the slot. Uh, you know, that being said, he'll probably be sha- uh, shadowed by Humphrey. But even still, I mean, Lockett is somebody who can beat anybody in coverage uh 6600 makes him way too expensive for cash games but if you're running a wilson stack you could throw that out there same goes for dk metcalf who's much cheaper 4800 and will potentially see an uptick in red zone targets with will disley now gone so i like both of those uh as gpp specific plays i'd rather play metcalf i think especially if the price helps. A yeah, lot. yeah, yeah. And if if Humphreys is gonna shadow, I mean Humphreys isn't elite, but like he's good. Right. There's there's not as much of a concern about the you know Seahawks being total and complete shit as there was with the Bengals, which I kind of over overlooked in my process last week. Yeah. Um. um I mean Lockett's like has he? I want to see if the trend's still going. I haven't played him. Scored under ten points once. So yeah. that's oh he scored under eleven points once so that's like three times in the last like two years he scored under you're gonna get a two x out of him minimum I think so I mean yeah, uber consistent if that's cool for you like take it but we're still waiting for his blow up game too yeah for sure um let's move on to tight end though we're running a little long here um so who wants to cap for Evan Ingram I'm good so that's that's one of you guys I mean he's just I mean, expensive. do you want me to? Do you want me to? Somebody I should. I mean, I will. I mean, somebody has to. I mean, wait. Are we talking about for cash? Because I'm not gonna. I'm not going to. Yeah, not in cash. Well, no, 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 
know. I guess we're all on the same page then. I mean, he's pretty clearly like the best pure play on the board. It's just we can't go up to 6,500 at on this slate at tight end. Yeah, because you, know, you need the running we need backs, the value. and there's no low-priced receivers like we just tried to find. So you can't really pay 6,500 unless, like Joey mentioned earlier, you play him as your like your wide receiver one or two, and you like try to look at it that way, and then you punt punt a receiver or two, play two low receivers. I guess. I mean, it's not really. Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't call that optimal. Yeah, but I hear what you're I'm saying. I'm good on that. I'm, I'd rather play like Hunter Henry or Mark Andrews. Shout out to Mark Andrews, mm-hmm. by the way, 99 yards, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I know that that hurt last week, but I mean he's been super consistent, leading the Ravens in targets. Uh, Marquise Brown is not looking good to play this week, so I think that'll be another one. And I mean, let's talk about Austin Hooper, right? I mean, like the definition of consistent, right there with you know his quarterback Matt Ryan. I mean he has over twenty four point six points in uh, three of his last four games. I think. Uh, this is just off the top of my head, but I think that he has two less targets than Julio Jones on the season. Uh, so, uh, I mean, 5,300. Three, three less targets than Julio Jones. So, you know, we're paying 5,300 for that uh, versus paying, you know, 8K for Julio, who's going to be shadowed by Jalen Ramsey. I think that, you know, it's pretty clear what the right decision to make there yeah. is. I mean, Austin Hooper, just way, way too cheap. I don't understand how guys like, you know, Kittle, this is this is what I was talking about with, like, the misprices on DraftKings, right? Kittle has 21.3 points last week at 5.2K and gets priced up to 6,700, right? Austin Hooper at 5K has 28.7 points, and he gets priced up by $300. Like, match, I don't match know. Matchup, 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 matchup. And the thing with the thing with Hooper is he's getting high value targets too. He's catching everything. He's catching eighty four percent of his targets. So if he's gonna get if he's gonna get like ten targets, he's gonna get eight catches. I'm cool with that. Yeah, for sure. And the matchup's not even bad though. I mean you look yeah. at last week, Kittle Kittle, this is where Kittle had his best game. Literally last week, his best game of the season was last week against the same matchup and it was on the road. And now the Rams are gonna be on the road in Atlanta. So I mean Hooper to me is probably the the best cash play at fifty three hundred, although there are several other guys in, in that same range that I'm considering as well. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of good tight end plays this week, honestly. Do either of you guys like Waller? I, I like Forty seven hundred. Of course. Yeah. You can't not he, like him. He just got his uh, little contract. You know, he, he's feeling himself. This could easily, easily be a Darren Darren Waller week. And yeah, this is easily going to be the week he gets shut out and has no catches. He just <laughs> no, got this paid, is the bro. Week. This is all he worked for. He got his money. He's done. I know. He's chill. Yeah. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet in five games. Seeing crazy amount of targets um just leading the raiders in market share uh, yeah he's 26 percent 90 percent of snaps on the raiders and 18 more targets than the next closest and he's only forty. and tyrell is gonna miss so and he's only 4700 yeah now nah, he's due he's due for a positive touchdown regression Definitely. I, I like him uh, in consideration as ca- uh, for cash yeah, as well I, I and know, I, I know that you guys both like hunter henry right yeah. yeah, what's not like the what's not to like about Hunter Henry? Um, 
what's not to like? Uh, I not nothing. I guess he's a good play. I just I think that I would prefer to pay up a little bit and get a guy like you know Hooper or even Mark Andrews. I mean Hunter Henry is is obviously you know in terms of upside especially you know for his price monster. I mean he had 33 points last week and he's 4K. I just don't expect him to catch two touchdowns and get the hundred yard bonus on a weekly basis. And this is going to be an ugly game, probably much uglier than say you know the the Rams. Yeah. Falcons game or the you know Baltimore Seattle game like I like both of those games to target a lot more that's going to be a slow heavy running game with uh two decent defenses uh you know in that Chargers game I might be on the Darren Waller train now honestly Hunter Henry for GPPs of course because he's just uh really cheap at 4,000 and we could project him to see you know seven to nine targets um even against the Titans in a slow paced game but yeah Darren Waller or even Mark Andrews in cash for me. I think it's worth it to pay up a little bit to get one of those two guys. Yeah, you know, the clear-cut number one options on their team opposed to Henry who could, you know, on a given week be behind Keenan, Mike Williams, you know, MG3 in the red zone, Eckler in targets. Like, it could go a lot of ways with the Chargers, whereas, you know, Waller and Andrews and even Hooper are super secure in their roles, I think, on a week-to-week basis. Yeah. Um, Let's finish it off here with defense uh what do you guys like at defense we have three defenses again priced under 2k although none of them appear viable if you ask me not going to be playing the redskins at home for 17 and we're not playing the dolphins for 15 are we no so there's two ways you go with defense this week okay the first way is if you're playing tournaments you're paying for the bills that's just point blank period you're paying. You're just gonna take the forty three hundred. You're gonna play the Bills, and you're gonna get twenty points. I'd rather play the Forty ers but I feel that. I mean, two hundred more for a defense at home in a better uh, situation. Um, Marginally better. Jared's right. That's a very good situation. The Forty ers are in as well. Yeah. I feel. I, I know what you're saying, though. Yeah, you're paying for one. I agree with. I agree with both of you. But. And then cash games, you just pay for the Colts and just call it a day. No other defenses mm. are really in play for me. Yeah, um, you know, I kind of completely agree with you. I mean, I like the Colts. One thing about the Texans is, you know, they've given up a ton of sacks pretty historically since Watson has been there, although they've tightened it up over the last two weeks. Um, granted, they played you know, the Falcons and the Chiefs who literally neither of them have a pass rush. So I think it'll be a different story this week. I definitely think that the Colts could rack up some sacks in this spot at home 2K. They seem like a, you know, easy, easy cash play. Is there anyone else that we're really thinking about in cash? Mm, not really. <laughs> I'd, rather, I I'd mean, rather just pay down. Yeah, I mean. Agreed. We're always just going to pay down in cash um at defense especially you know just one of the most uh you know positions that have the most variance so really no no need to pay up unless it's a gpp of course right yeah agreed with that and i do like uh both the bills and 49ers for gpps um let's uh let's give a one percent play for the people who's going to be 
1% owned in, say, the Millie Maker, which is a field of like 500,000 people or something this week. Something insane. Yeah, uh, you know, that. Who's going to be on 1% of those 500,000 teams? Joey, you're the expert. Let the people know. <laughs> um, shoot. Uh, 1%er? Hold on, I'm just taking a, taking a gander mm-hmm. at some of these uh, players. You know... Nice. Coming prepared. I like it. <laughs> I mean, there's not really, like, many players that I see projected. There's not like, that many good plays, so, like... <laughs> I think... I mean... <laughs> a pure one percenter? Darius Slayton. That's, the, that's disgusting. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, just looking um, at projected ownership-wise, there's really no plays that I'm seeing that are projected to be really right. low. Give me one under 5% then. How about All right, that? 1% Devin Singletary for a 1%er. Yeah, for a 5%er. That, that was mine. Much better. For a 5%er, um, Fitzgerald. Okay. Yeah, those are a little bit more tasteful than uh, Mr. Slayton. I like that. Hey, Slayton's my boy. Don't front um, on him. And what did you say, Jared? You said yours was Singletary. You got anybody else Aaron you want to throw out there? Yeah. Yeah, definitely nobody's going to go there because of the price and what they just saw Jamal Williams do. But, I mean, we are uh, but one week removed from a 52-point game from Aaron Jones. So Yeah, 50-point game to a 9-point game where he fumbles and drops an easy yeah. touchdown pass. Yeah. And then he has his annoying girlfriend uh, just, you know, vulturing – touches from him so there's that yeah that was rough yes and for me i've got i've got two i would like to say brandon cooks uh just because i think he's going to get completely overlooked and everyone is going to be targeting this game he's the cheapest of the rams receivers and you know historically we looked at him with the one with the highest ceiling i think that that has definitely shifted in favor of cup now but you know brandon cooks is you know it's well within his range of outcomes to get 30 points and at 5.4K and low ownership in a popular game. I'm all over that. And then I would also like to throw out a uh, Jimmy G to Marquise Goodwin stack. Uh, we didn't talk about this at all. I meant to bring it up during quarterbacks, but we do have a Kyle Shanahan narrative that's going to be out there. You know, uh, the Redskins fired both him and his dad in 2013, and now he's going to be coming to town to lay the pipe. Um, on this terrible, Whoa, terrible. Uh, <laughs> look, look, man. I mean, look. You can fire me, but you fire my dad, and we got beef now. So I'm gonna be loading up some Jimmy G and a little bit of uh, either Marquise Goodwin or Dante Pettis. I think Goodwin has a higher ceiling in GPPs if he catches yeah, too long bombs. Like so 4,800. Both of them will be one percent owned. And uh, I like yeah, that. I like that. There. I like that. Alrighty, boys. Let's uh, move on to our final segment of the show. Uh, best bets. Give me a sports bet that you guys can take to the bank All right. for this week. You want the easiest bet on the slate? I mean, that would be nice. And, money. you know, you got you to gotta place these bets early, you know. Okay. Yes. The Bears are at home going against the Saints. Saints are 5-1. and one. The Bears are 3-2. and two. You know... They're coming out of their bye week. The Bears are. Um, they're not. They're not feeling too good about Trubisky and Chase Daniel because they're just trash. But we got 
the monsters of the midway, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With the Bears defense. And the Bears are minus three and a half. And I will say the public is on the Saints. But not this guy. Not me. Give me the Bears. Minus three and a half. It's, uh, you know, you might get it at minus three. That's where I would personally like to get it. But I don't mind uh, the point five on that. I would smash the Bears minus three and a half at home. Um, New Orleans will probably be without Camara. As well, I think this is just a spot where the public will get this game absolutely wrong, and I love the Bears uh, bet this week. I may bet my That's life one. on that game. That is a pretty good one. How about you, Jared? What uh, what stands out to you? Yep. That's what I had, too. I mean, I don't understand why, I don't understand why it's only uh, at minus four for the Jags here. I feel like it should be closer to like minus ten or something. Like this to me, yeah. And I don't think that it has uh, continued, or I don't think that it stopped moving, to be honest, or it will stop moving. Yep. Yeah. Go there. Tonight. That's that's mine too. I'm not I'm not even gonna give a different one because I am right there with you. That's the that's what I was, I had down as well. Yeah, I like that. I also like the Giants minus three at home against the Cardinals. Hmm. I can bet the under in that game under fifty and a half. That seems a little. I don't know. I don't know if uh, Kyler Murray and Danny Dimes are about to be sh- going into a full blown shootout here. Maybe though. Could happen. Probably will happen. Um, sweet. I think that covers everything, guys. Um, yeah, so we will be back next Friday, as we always are. Um, hope that we all have a big, successful week here, a little bit better than last week, especially in cash. But uh, we're also going to be on GPP Watch this week, ready to bink something. Oh, I'm so, definitely um, binking something. I'll say that. <laughs> like, I think this coming. is the week for tournaments, man. I think this is the week. Yeah, I uh, I get that sentiment for sure. Um, but yeah, so you know, you, you guys can follow us on Twitter at the DFS Dose. Uh, you can follow my personal Twitter at Ben Hover, B E N H A U V E R. Guys, do you want to tell them where they can find you? You can find me on Twitter at Joey Carrion underscore. Go ahead, follow me on there, please. <laughs> Gotta ask nicely. Alrighty, guys, Uh, we will see you all next week, and uh, let's sail to the money.